Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It's your problem, so that means it is a problem. No one can look at you and say, well, there's bigger. No. Well, there's other things. Um, have you thought about this place that is horrible? No. Here, you can complain and I will complain with you. This is an alone episode. I think I've only ever done one other alone luxury lounge. It's you and I in the lounge. Turn down the lights, dim them, light a candle. Put out some incense. Let's have a douchey duet together. And if you have a lot luxury lounge issue you want to send in, send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm doing it alone this week because we're in that in-between holiday and getting the year started thing where this is just the way it worked out. And, I, you know, if you like the alone luxury lounge, I, I think you would love joining the Patreon. This is this is somewhat of a commercial for the Patreon. You know, when I have people on the podcast, I, I give out their handle and I say, go check them out. Well, if you like this version of the Luxury Lounge, you're going to love the Patreon where I do this every week. I, I People write in their p- complaints and I complain with them every week on my own. So yes, do not worry, fair listener. Do not worry, Mr. or Mrs. or them listener. Whoever you are, I am practiced in the art of complaining alone. Don't worry. This isn't just a an episode that is done frivolously. This is taken seriously. There's been preparation made. So your boy J Train is ready for the complaining on his own because of about a year of practice. I've been I think on Patreon we've done it for like a year or more than a year. So if you want to join the Patreon and hear the alone complaining, if you like this version Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. That's Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It's $5 a month, and you get two extra podcasts a week. You're like, and you might be sitting there going, two extra. I listen to you already. This, uh, Yeah, I, I guess it's for the if and when. Maybe there's a week where you're like, I need an extra jolt of Papa JT. I got to get the feather of my own. I got to feather my own balls here. So... If you're listening and you like this alone version, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I do it every Friday. We got many complaints here. You can send yours in, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. And also, I'm on the road. People, if you're in Europe, I've, I've teased the Europe dates. Um, they are going to be dropping, as the, as the rappers say, as the musicians say. That'll be dropping January 16th. So next week, I think. Um, if you're in... Toronto, those shows are sold out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're in Vegas, I'm coming to Vegas. Perrysburg, Ohio, Vancouver, British Columbia. That's two shows in Vancouver. Irvine, California, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City, and then just added to the calendar, hit that bell, ding, 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 Nashville, Tennessee. Yeehaw, I'm coming back to Nashville. Nashville, I've been to. I love coming to Nashville. So I'll be back. Uh, JaredFree.com for tickies. Let's start with my complaint. Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a 
lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? My complaint is I've been doing a lot of online shopping lately. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the holiday season. You're getting all these targeted ads. I see things I like. I I purchase. And I and the sizing when you're part they know what we lose, we have to get back somewhere else. You can't sit in the you know, if we're going to lose the store where you get the dressing room and you can try on the shirt and you can look in their mirrors, which their mirrors aren't great. You're getting a better mirror at home. So you're getting their mirrors and you're making a decision to buy something. We need to be able to also make the decision at home. You have to acknowledge that sizing might be off and we're going based off of look and, 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 and a chart. They give you a chart and some, you know, as if we're sitting there with measuring tape at home. Most of us don't have measuring tape at home. And I went and tried to buy it, and it, I just immediately give up, gave up. I was like, oh, well, maybe if I had measuring tape, I'd measure all these things out, and I, then I can online purchase easier. It hasn't helped me. So some websites, they'll be like, they'll give you a thing where you have to put in your weight and your height, and they go, you're a large. Or, and, and then it'll go, beep, boop, 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 or you're an XL. And some don't. I, so when they don't have that, I order a large and an XL because I'm I'm genuine generally even between sizes. And when they send you the package, just send us the sticky return thing. Charge charge me for it. How I don't know how much it costs for you to print out the sticky return thing, but I'm willing to pay for that. Even if I don't return. I I will pay what we don't, you know, I will pay the it it can't be more than 25 cents. It can't be. Because I have a return item that now I have to go. None of us have printers. If you have a printer, you're living a different life than me. I have to now go from my place to Kinko's, print some, print out a return label. Then I have to tape it onto a bag, hope that tape holds, and send it back via you know the, the mail service. It's a day-long thing that shouldn't be a day-long thing. Just send us the return label. Send it for us to stick. And, and uh, uh, companies used to do this. And then I think what happened was companies were like, oh, we don't have to do this. And then other companies were like, oh, you're not doing it? Okay, we're not doing it. If they don't care with you, then... And because it's all on the back end. Because they're, I, I actually think it makes you feel like they're hoping you don't return it. It makes you feel like they're trying to steal your money. And then you feel like, I never want to go back to this company again. If the return process isn't easy, I will remember that next time I order from you. And I won't be ordering, maybe. Maybe. You're taking a chance. Let's go to your complaints. An alone luxury lounge. Luxury lounge. Schools forcing family members to donate. Any forced donation annoys me. It annoys me because it lives in the land of moral shaming. You're shaming people. And this happens. Because... And again, we live in the if you live in the internet world, morality is king. You can't there that's why the luxury lounge is such a fantastic place. That's why I created the luxury lounge. When I do the 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 VH1 behind the lounge talk, I created the lounge when I'm 100 years old because morality on the internet was king. There was no room for nuance. There was no room to say 
Maybe I don't want to donate to the charity, you know? J-Train, feather, feather. I'll get right to it. My niece is in an elementary school. I mean, right away I'm annoyed because you're writing in about a niece and it's not even your kid, right? How did this trickle to you? How did this shaming get from niece, get from young girl to their aunt who has to, you know, who has better things to do, like go out and drink their alcohol? <laughs> My niece is in elementary school. <clears throat> Every year, her school sends out emails to family members. How'd they get your email? Asking for us to donate to their teacher's classroom fund so that the teachers can buy materials needed for their classroom. Okay. Isn't this done with taxpayer dollars? And I know someone will know better than this that, you know, someone's a teacher and they're going to go, we don't get enough money. And it's not on you. This is the thing. This is our government le letting us down. This isn't, this shouldn't be teachers. A, a teacher's job shouldn't include, hey, you got some cash. That shouldn't be part of a teacher's job. That is not a part. That's not what you go to college for. That's not what you're trained in. You know, you shouldn't have to be out with a bell, you know, with, with the bucket looking for, you know, spare change for the children. What? This person writes, I believe teachers are severely underpaid and unappreciated, which is why I donate every year to this cause. Again, it, 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 to, to, I'm sorry to keep chopping up this email, but like they're right. They're underpaid and underappreciated. And they're underhelped by their municipalities, I guess. My complaint isn't about donating, right? They can't, they can't complain about donating. They can't. It's just, I, I, I get it. But you can't. You are complaining about donating. But rather the system the schools use to attempt to fundraise. Okay. My niece's class uses a point system. So for every $30 donated on behalf of a student, that student earns one point. And as the donation increases, so does the amount of points a student earns. What the fuck is this? The Hunger Games? <laughs> what? <laughs> Students take those points earned and claim prizes such as new backpacks or gift cards. Wait a minute. Where's the money for the backpacks and gift cards coming from? Put that into the pot for the materials they need. My first complaint is that the teachers display all the points that each student earns. They display these? What? So if one student doesn't have any don anyone donate, then the entire class will know. This, <laughs> the shaming the kids for the family not giving money. I oh, my God. This is horrible. Shame. Shame. Your aunt didn't give money for her magic markers. Does it also what you're creating <clears throat> is in in a elementary school you are teaching them about class you know structures I don't even know if that's a, and they're probably not teaching them that they're just acknowledging oh there are rich people and poor people and that's who gets the backpack and that's who doesn't get the, like it's crazy doesn't the teacher know that this will cause students to make fun of other students if they don't get any points. I don't even think, I, I guess I'm giving a lot of, I, I guess I'm not, I don't have kids, so I don't know how quickly they are to make fun of someone. I don't think someone, you have zero points, your family doesn't give. I, I guess that does happen. But I, it's more likely that it's just the thing, that the unsaid thing. 
you're you're a points person you are not a points person that is an ingrained thing that you're doing I think they do this because uh, as family members, we know that we don't want our students to be the, at the bottom. Yeah, I, I agree. They're shaming you. So it basically forces us to donate more. Well, when does it stop? Like, I need to know. I want an app that has the tally. Let me know that I'm in the middle. <laughs> I want to donate to the teacher students out of the goodness of my heart, but it forces me to donate out of fear of my niece being made fun of for not earning points. Yeah, wouldn't it just be easier to just set up a Venmo account for the teachers that, that family members can donate to? There has to be an easier way to raise money for the teachers and not make it a competition between the kids. Thanks for providing us a safe space to air out our complaints. Hope you get a chance to come to Seattle soon. This is horrific. This is not how it should work. It, I think more than making fun of it, you have set up a world where kids are just, that becomes a part of their resume. And it's like, that isn't really fair. You are setting up rich kid, poor kid, in my opinion. Like, and, and who has the ability to give and who doesn't. And, and, and it's not even fair because some people go, fuck no, I pay taxes. No. It, someone was telling me their property taxes, which go into kind of uh, the money at your school. And they were like, and if I was paying the type of money someone was telling me about, I'd be like, no, no, they're not getting a dime. My kid is going to be pointless. And the fact that it's gotten to you, the, the the aunt, is insanity. Like the fact that they're like, "Hey, um, little 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 Alice um, is getting shamed at school. She has no points. We had to come to you, Aunt Rebecca, to help <laughs> to help help with our our point crisis here." Like, how far out does it go? Do the cousins get involved? Are you talking to the neighbors? Podcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. Speaking of, uh, of saving and expenses, dating can get expensive, especially with price hikes lately. That's why I have to tell you about my new favorite way to save, Upside. With Upside, I get cash back on every purchase that I can use to fund my next night out. It's basically cash back for just doing you. Wow, this is a great way to start your 2023. What a great way to start giving yourself cash back. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code JTRAIN and get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. This is amazing. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Pay with your link, credit card, or debit card. Follow the steps in the app and get paid. You can earn three times more cash back than other loyalty programs. That's probably why they have 4.8 star rating on the App Store. This is an amazing opportunity. Basically, what you're doing is you're taking your credit card and you're making it, you're powering it up to give you cash back deals on other things that you know the Upside app will offer. This is a great opportunity. What a great way to find extra cash that you wouldn't have ever had. So download the free Upside app. Use promo code JTRAIN to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And I got to say, when you're getting gas, it feels like the money's falling out of your pocket. Now let's 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 get some of that money back. That's an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code JTRAIN. Let's go to the complaints. That That one about the just anything with donations it does get annoying i i i don't know i i, I posted a link on my on my story and i'll post it uh, again um a listener kelsey palmer has passed away and i was informed via 
someone that came to my Dallas show and they wrote me this wonderful message that I I legit like I can't every time it just makes me cry every time I read it and they told me this story about how and I might have told it on Patreon way I don't know it was years ago I guess they came to a show in Boston and they were like and I guess they were in the crowd and one of them was wearing a beanie inside. I, I, a beanie inside it, to me is like a look you're trying to achieve. And I, it's usually men. When I see a dude with the beanie hanging off the top of his head and he looks like a melted ice cream cone, I'm like, we are two different people and I like to make fun of that. I, I, it's stupid. I agree. If you're sitting there with a beanie on, yes, you're right. I am an idiot. So I guess I'm... There was a woman in the crowd that I had the beanie on in the, in the askew way that I would make fun of. And then I was informed that she was going through chemo and she was trying on wigs and the beanie was part of the look. And I felt horrible. I felt so bad. And she told me. I guess she came up after the show and told me. I, I, it's a, I remember this, but I don't remember. If I, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I remember this exactly, but I remember this happening and how bad I felt. And she was so nice about it and like liked comedy liked my comedy um and i guess she was battling cancer and and um she passed last month and i'll share the link on my instagram if one of you remind uh, yeah you don't have to remind me I'll, I'll share it um once this episode is out um but i posted it on my stories and i posted the story about how and I showed the text she sent me, and I, you know, the, the, or I sent the, I showed the the message that her friend sent me because her friend was at the Dallas show and she said she felt connected to Kelsey via my show. Which, if that can, if my show did that for you, that's the greatest pleasure in the world. I help, I can help in any small way. Um, but. So then I asked her, I was like, was there a charity that they're kind of, you know, usually when these things happen, there's a charity. She sent me to one of them is, I think, the Send It Foundation. And they send um, people who are dealing with cancer on, on trips. Um, so I shared the link. And I think it was very helpful. And, I, and I'll have the link. Here's what I'll do. The link is in the bio of this episode. So I'll tell Shelby to put the link in this bio. Um, and if you can give, you can give. Again, I'm not going to bring your child up and give them a point system to shame you into giving. I, I And I said, if you can't give, just think of Kelsey in a positive way and send something out to the universe thoughtfully. I believe in those douchey vibes that, you know, that can help. I don't know. So... But when I posted the link, it got a lot of clicks. It, it was, I, I, I saw that the community came together a little bit, which is so beautiful and wonderful. And then every now and again, <laughs> and I can't complain about this, but we're in the lounge. And I'm sure Kelsey, I think if she appreciated my comedy, she would appreciate this. Every like, every like hour, I would get a message. Hey, the link doesn't work. And I'm like, it fucking works. I can see the link clicks. I'm clicking it on my end. It's like, and and they need to like read down. It's on their end. They need to, they need to update their Instagram app. I think. I I, I think that's really the key. And because it got 
thousands of clicks like not just and i see the clicks that's that is a a number of clicks that i would have heard from wouldn't you think if the link was broke if if a day went by i would have heard from someone else by you know you're seeing this story that i put up a day later don't you think i would know if the link is broken i would have re-put up the link It, it works it works but then you can't look at these people and go it fucking works and then they go well i want to give you know it doesn't work for me and so then i had to go back to my email send them the link individually you know it happened like 20 times <laughs> such a pain in the ass and it's like it's not like a link to my you know my merch you know like you know it wasn't a, it was an important link it's to this person's charity and you can't just withhold it so you, every one of those people i had to send it individually and i knew the problem wasn't me and i knew it was them but <laughs> this complaint is brought to you by um the link that is in the <laughs> description of this episode if you want to give uh luxury lounge office supply thief boy it's a supply themed episode Jared, feather, feather, I've got a quick office job complaint for you. I work a hybrid job that has mandatory in-office days, but honestly, I go in about uh, once every three to four months. A few months ago, a coworker ordered office supplies for everyone, and I got a handful of items like new pens and highlighters. I did not immediately go into the office to retrieve them. Last week, I went into the office and spoke to a coworker that is on my team and I enjoy gossiping with. In the middle of our gossiping conversation, he casually dropped the info that he stole my highlighters because he knew I wasn't going to be using them. I was caught off guard because what the fuck? But also, I can't argue with him because I didn't ever unpack them. But damn it, it would have been nice to have them. I didn't want to make a fuss because I have a corporate card and I can purchase office supplies whenever I want. But holy shit, that was annoying. That was an annoying admission, especially when I never noticed the highlighters were missing. So he could have gotten away with that, taking them and never mentioned it. <laughs> By the way, he took the full 12-pack, not just one highlighter. Thanks for the pod, the stolen office goods. I'm with you. I, I don't like this idea of gotcha, gotcha. Like, what was he, at home, fucking looking in the mirror, being like, like proud of himself for months? Got her, ooh, got her good, got her highlighters. Take one. Nobody needs 12 highlighters. Full 12-pack. Nobody needs it. The fact that they're selling 12 highlighters is actually insane in the first place. How about you inform me, hey, I took... It's just not a good prank. That annoys me more than anything. Gotcha. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you didn't get me. I had three to four months here of not caring. I don't like when someone does that. I, I, I That annoys me. It's not even the highlighters. It's gotcha when you didn't know you've been got. You need to like, you, you, the, the prank needs to be achieved for me to feel, you know, feel pranked. And then this moment of like, ooh, gotcha highlighters. Well, my life is fine. I'll be okay. It is the thought that they thought they were so fucking smart. No, you weren't that smart. I know you were at home telling your wife, this boring story about how you took my highlighters, but I've my life had gone on. I did okay. Luxury lounge, half-assed apartment amenities. Jared, I recently moved into a quote-unquote luxury apartment building with a lot of nice amenities, one being a squash court. However, the building does not have rackets to use. Another supplies uh, issue. The, the building does not have rackets to use. When you reserve the court, you have to have your own. That's a weird thing. 
the idea that like, oh, the squash court. Yeah, and we have a squash court. Bring your own squash racket. What? I wasn't, this isn't, I wasn't birthed with a squash racket. I wasn't, this isn't something everyone has. I don't want to buy my own equipment as it's expensive. I've never played squash before and I'll only be living in this building for six months anyways. I recently emailed the amenities manager to ask what where the rackets are kept, hoping that by forcing her to say we don't have any, she'd realize how dumb that is. The floral arrangements in the lobby get changed out weekly, but they can't provide two rackets and a ball for the squash court. Thanks for reading and thanks for all the laughs. Sincerely, what a racket. Even if it was a basketball court, I would understand because you can purchase a basketball, you can bring the basketball with you, you can go to your next apartment, and they might have a basketball court within the vicinity of the apartment. It is highly unlikely you are going to go from one squash apartment building to another squash adjacent apartment building. This idea that, oh, you don't, oh, you, you don't have a golf clubs for our golf course? Oh, you don't have squash rackets? Like, I, the, the insinuation that you should already have these things or you should just go get these things is crazy. So it's not even an amenity. Because I don't know, what can a squash court be used for? Can you even do, like, workouts there? And then if you do do you workouts there and then someone comes out there and they go, well, I'm kinda, I, I bought all this squash equipment. I'm trying to see what a squash court looks like. Yeah, I guess you could do some like some hit workouts here but it'd be the floor wouldn't be great yeah there are supplies to be had jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we are sponsored was your new year's resolution to have better sex huh i'm talking to you and then start the year off right with Joy Mode's Sexual Performance Booster. Their Sexual Performance Booster enhances sex drive and blood flow, resulting in better performance. ED prescriptions can come with all sorts of side effects, and the over-the-counter gas station pills are sketchy. That's why Joy Mode was created. They knew they could do better than everything else on the market. It's easy to use. 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity, tear open the packet and mix with six to eight ounces of water, just like your favorite electrolyte packet. You'll notice better blood flow, better erection quality, and firmness and sexual increased sexual energy and drive boom that's it here's the wonderful part about joy mode you're now putting yourself in the mood for a night it's fun to share with a partner to know hey take that drink we're getting ready for sexy time i think it adds a mental um jolt to the occasion as well so if you're a lady that's listening to this i i and and you want to give it to your man like i think he'd be excited by the idea of you being like Take this concoction. Want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs? Joy Mode has a special offer for my listeners. Go to you go to usejoymode.com slash JTrain. That's usejoymode.com slash JTrain or enter JTrain at checkout for 20, 20, 20% off your first order. That's usejoymode.com slash JTrain for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Joy Mode. Love that. Luxury Lounge. Enough with the team chats at work. 
Jared, top of the morning to you. I'm emailing you from what was a relatively peaceful Friday morning at my desk until 8 a.m. hits. My fucking laptop begins getting blown up by the Teams chats. If you are unfamiliar, Microsoft Teams is a very popular software IM system installed within many companies where you can be instant messaged by anyone within your company. Unfortunately, people use it as an express lane to your attention instead of getting, an, uh, getting in line via email. In addition, there is no way to flag something as a task or something you need to do in Teams, so things get lost there. On top of that, it makes an annoying notification sound every time you get one that is super distracting when you're busy and in your work. It's a full-on ADD nightmare for those doing our best to stay organized. I hate this. <clears throat> I have a status message that literally tells people not to Teams me, but to email me as I am more efficient in responding to them that way. And it is ignored. I am ready for the no IMs in a work environment and revolution. Can we get this started at the luxury lounge? Help an exasperated worker be. I, so I left the corporate world before things like this kind of started evolving. And you're right. They were created to get your attention, to cut the line of email. Email, socially, you're given a grace period. And I think no one, they were like, we, no one, everyone knew they couldn't change the social grace period for email. They weren't going to do that because that is really changing literally culture. You're never going to shift culture. So they're like, we'll create a new culture. That's what's so annoying. This Slack, Teams, IM. So it started with probably team, Microsoft Teams, IM because they're like, oh, let's do something they remember from when they were teenagers. And we all had... We all had instant messenger and we all had away messages. So they did something just like you used to remember. And now a different culture has been created. Now the grace period has changed. Now you are put in a position of feeling like you have to get back to an IM sooner than you would an email. And then they changed to Slack, which again is not something I've ever dealt with, but now they've gotten in your phone. So now they're saying, okay, well, we don't have them at their desk, but they always have their phone and they're always looking at their phone. And there's a social agreement that we get back to text quicker than we get back to an IM and quicker than we get back to an email. I know I sound conspiratorial right now, but I also know I'm right. I know the feeling I get when I get a text. Oh, I got to get back to that or else. And it's not or else I'll get in trouble or else it will float down the screen and the minute it's off the screen is the minute it's out of my mind. I noticed something with Twitter way back when. When someone would get, would, would write something shitty to me on Twitter, I would, if it was, the minute it left the screen of my phone, the minute the scroll was gone from my screen, it was the minute I felt better. It wasn't to be dealt with. It was gone. It didn't, it disappeared. And that's kind of how your brain works, I think. And I think for these Slack and these Teams IM, what they're doing is they go, okay, we couldn't change the feeling, so we're going to go and hijack the feeling they get from something else. And I totally agree with you. The minute it moves off the screen is the minute I forget about it and it becomes, a, this is the same with, I'm, I'm with the donation DMs I get. When I get a DM, I have to deal with it right away. Some of you, if you've DM'd me in the past, you go, wow, you get back pretty quick. And it's like, yeah, because I'm fucking addicted to this thing and I look at it and I have to deal with it right away. Or if I look at it and I ignore it, I feel rude and I'm going to forget it.
And now these corporate structures are taking advantage of you and your emotional attachment to getting back to people. It's it's so crazy, it's already working. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Got a few more here. Hilton Hotel Fuckery. Dear Jared Shelby and esteemed guest. Feather, feather to you all. My fiance and I went to a friend's wedding at the Hilton Hotel in downtown Fort Worth last weekend. I think I speak for most people when I say it is assumed you pay more for a Hilton Hotel uh, for a nicer stay, better amenities, and maybe better location. Well, Hilton, these hotel brands have gone so wide that I don't know which Hilton you're at. You know, if you're at a, like, and I'm a Marriott guy that I'm not as strict with my Hilton, with my, I want to know Hilton Hotels. I'm not as strict with my hotel commitments as I am with my airline, but I stay Marriott. But if you go to the Hilton website and you want to know what hotels they offer, like I need, they don't even tell you. I want to know what the Hilton chain, what hotels does Hilton represent? What hotels are owned by Hilton? Canopy by Hilton. Conrad Hotels. Curio Collection. Like Curio, I think, is their version of the auto autograph. That they all have Marriott, you know, versions. Double Tree. Like if you're at Double Tree, I'm not expecting Embassy Suites. Hampton by Hilton. Hilton Garden Inn. Hilton Grand Vacation. So I am out of the game of thinking. Oh, because it's a Hilton, it's going to be luxurious i just need to know what type of hilton there i there's some hilton garden inn i'm not expecting big time amenities hilton grand vacation yes i'm expecting a grand experience on the first floor there was a section for eating with plates silverware food and drink that guests could freely walk up to and serve themselves the morning after the wedding we decided to eat breakfast at the spot thinking we could freely walk up serve ourselves eat and check out of the hotel what we didn't know what uh, would happen was a worker at the hotel approached our table, slapped down a $50 bill, and asked how we'd like to pay. We are both taken aback that we were paying for this meal. When there wasn't a sign saying that they would have to pay and the food was freely set up and inviting like an ordinary continental breakfast would be at a two-star hotel. Okay, I, I you know, I'm with you. If someone's making omelets, I'm wondering how much I'm paying. If there's eggs... I don't know. Well, sometimes you go to like a courtyard by Marriott, they have eggs, but they look like eggs that you wouldn't pay for. So I don't know the look. Add to that, their coffee was not free. Coffee should be free. They, 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 these hotels need to have coffee out all the time. That's crazy. And it costs a minimum of $5 for a simple cup of coffee. Now they're taking advantage. Add to that, their coffee was, uh, oh, uh, in our minds, if you're going to stay at a Hilton and pay extra, these fees for coffee and food should not exist. Are we crazy for thinking this? I Thank you for all the work y'all put into this show. We love y'all. Well, thank you. I I guess it, it, it is interesting. If someone said to me, can you believe they're charging for breakfast at a Hilton? I would be like, well, what type of Hilton? I, I, I would be the nudge. <laughs> I'd be the most annoying person. Yeah, I am. I, I'm not. Listen, I'm going to agree with your complaint. 
but you're you're missing the part that I would be complaining about. Just because Hilton does not mean breakfast. I I because I I don't have that type of regard for the brand. If you said Ritz, I don't know that. Like I guess I would expect to pay for a breakfast. But I don't. I, sometimes you see these breakfasts and you go, "Free, really? You guys put this all out?" And they go, "Yeah, well, you're staying at Hilton." I, I think it's the confusion. Here's where my complaint would go to if I were you. There needs to be a line of delineation between I am in restaurant and not in restaurant. I just stayed at a Meridian in Dallas, not Fort Worth, right? You know, right around the same area. I was at a Meridian. They had a breakfast out. They had a pretty good breakfast. They had eggs. They were doing omelets. You could get an egg white omelet. I could do my thing there. Bacon, sausage. They had a bread bar. Um, they had oatmeal. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the Four Seasons brunch, but it also wasn't nothing. It wasn't Continental, which isn't really that great. It was somewhere between Continental and Four Seasons brunch. Closer to Continental than Four Seasons, I will say that. And... When I, when I saw this, you had to go through a gate, so to speak, that had a message up that this would be for charge. That's my problem with this. They need to have a gate. They need to have a turnstile. They need to let people know. this. I mean, at this Meridian, they had a sign up that said, if you would like to sit, please wait to be seated. There were two people working. They were, you know, they were working the whole thing. They were going hard at it. They deserve to be paid. They deserve to be tipped. And... I was actually, I actually thought to myself, I'm thankful that this gate is set up. I want gates. I want to know when I have entered breakfast and when I have left breakfast, if I am going to have to pay for breakfast. To me, my issue and I, where I agree with this person, it can't just be an open floor system. Oh, you grab a plate. No, I want to know how much this plate costs. I want to know what I should expect here. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Luxury lounge. That's more than my mortgage. <laughs> Put in quotes. That's more than my mortgage. Is such an asshole thing to say to someone. I know where this is going already. Before I knew, before I can see where it's going. That's more than my mortgage. What? Okay. It is so funny what people feel comfortable acknowledging as far as money's concerned and not acknowledging. People are very happy with themselves when their mortgage is in, is less than what you're paying. Dear Jared, all the feathers, I've been dealing uh, with this issue for a while now, so I thought coming to the luxury lounge would help me relieve my frustration. Perhaps you can offer up your wisdom on how to deal with this the next time it happens. My luxury complaint is people who comment on how their mortgage is less money than your rent. <laughs> it is such an asshole thing to respond to your rent with. Because it also is, oh, I own, you don't. You know, mortgage the re in that sentence and i know they're not saying this but they are saying this when you say that's more than my mortgage and i it is saying well and i own and i got equity and you don't for background i'm a single woman in her early 30s looking to move to a city on the west coast for a large promotion at work congratulations that should be the response yeah i'm moving for a big promotion on the west coast Moving into my new apartment costs this much. That's more than my mortgage. And that, no, it's congratulations, sir. You forgot the congratulations. Huge fucking promotion. In telling a friend about this, they asked how much a one-bedroom apartment would cost to rent. 
<laughs> this friend is a real dick. When I told them, they commented how it's more money than their mortgage. <laughs> it is a humble brag. It is, I mean, the, the humble brag, the guy who came up with that or whoever came up with that, such a smart thing. I I tried coming up with the um, the struggle brag. I think I tweeted about it. Someone must have come up with that, this idea that like, you know, people do it a different way. They don't humble brag. They talk about like their struggle to let you know that their life is harder than you in every every circumstance. This is more humble brag. When I told them, they comment how it's more money than their mortgage. What they did not compare, however, was the fact that I would be living in the downtown of a metropolitan city, overlooking the mountains and the ocean, while their house is in the middle of nowhere, Midwest USA. Yeah, this is what they do. There was a TikTok that came out. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I got a little frog in my throat. There was a TikTok that came out recently uh, about this, and the guy was saying, he, he, he was going, we moved to these places for all the stuff. It's a really good TikTok, and he keeps repeating. We moved to the, you know, to the cities for the stuff. You live in bumfuck wherever you live, and there's no stuff. We moved to the place that has the arts and the culture and the, and the, and the theaters and the, and, and the coffee shop that's right downstairs and the no need for a car for the stuff. And you live in, you know, with a yard with no stuff. And it was bringing up this point of like, yeah, there is intrinsic value to everything you do. The there, but the, what they live in is they can't look at you and go, you know, it is all small talk that somehow has stood the test of time. That's more than my mortgage. Yeah, your mortgage is on a house that's three hours from an airport. So what is that? How do we add up those costs of being miserable three hours from an airport? My thoughts are that it should be illegal to compare mortgage costs to the rent without discuss, disclosing the location of said mortgage. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you. In addition to this, you need to disclose how many miles is between your home and the nearest Starbucks. <laughs> they're bringing up all the things. Yeah, they're right. It's, you have simplified an argument and... You know, this is what stupid people do. This is stupid conversation. Stupid conversation is, yeah, I'm paying about, you know, if you looked at my apartment, I live in a, I, I'm taping directly. When I say, when I tell people I live in the West Village and they know the West Village of Manhattan, they go, ooh, it is, it comes with a certain um, brand. I would say stigma brand. I, I, it, it, it is if you know, you know type of thing. And they go, oh, ooh, ooh, Mr. Fancy, and it go, and it is interesting. I love watching how conversations go, and some conversation, and you, and I'm judging the person I'm having the conversation with. Oh, you live in the West Village, ooh, fancy schmancy. It's like yeah, but I'm in a, you know, a studio apartment that's about 700 square feet that is a different type of living lifestyle than maybe you would do. But I also get to walk out to the the coffee shop. I got, you know, I, I, I can walk to the comedy cellar. I'm, on, I'm right near all. The, but And then the minute you start explaining your situation, it does sound sad. The minute you start defending, 
is when you sound like the, you know, the protest or the defensive one. It makes you defensive. And and that's the position this person doesn't want to be in. They don't want to have to go, oh, it's more than my mortgage. And you go, well, well, we we have a great theater. And, and I remember this was one of the first jokes that I tried to tell. My dad makes fun of me all the time. My first joke that I tried to tell on stage that kind of got a laugh was when I, I when I first moved to New York and I was looking for my own apartment, I did look in the West Village. I, I And I tried to move down here because I was like, this is the area I want to be in. You can walk. It's a great area. And I remember the first place they showed me down here had a mini fridge. Literally, you walked in. It was 400 square feet. And instead of a fridge and a kitchen, it was a mini fridge as if you were in a hotel. And I remember I, I joked to the the person showing me the apartment, I said, oh, where's the living room? And they looked at me with a straight face and they go, well, sir, the West Village is your living room. That was their response. And they said it seriously. They were like, you don't stay in the apartment when you live in this area. You, the West Village is your living room. And I remember making fun of that because I was like, "Such it is such a salesy thing to say to someone. And... When this person is told, that's more than my mortgage, you have to now become the salesperson for an area that you really don't care that much about. You're living there because of the circumstance. You're happy to live there. You didn't, you've made amends with the cost of this rent. And, you know, as the, the world changes and the thoughts on ownership versus renting, there's some people, there's some economists out there that say renting is the better option. So this should be mandatory verbiage, like a legal disclaimer following a gambling ad. I'm fed up with these comments, especially considering how expensive it is to even exist as a single person. And their comparison always conveniently ignore the number one rule of real estate, which is location, location, location. I grew up low income, so I never take good uh, my good financial fortune for granted. And being able to afford rent on my own is an achievement in itself. I'm with you. That's a wonderful thing. But I'm fed up with listening to these annoying comments that bring no value to my life whatsoever. I, it, it, there is no value. There's no value. Because what it does is it makes you have to reaffirm the decisions you've made. All of these things that this person's writing about, they're so right. The person they're talking to, hasn't had to think once that's the problem the person you're you're sitting there going location where's your where's your mortgage where's your house and they're going oh i'm just trying to get move this conversation along because i'm a big dumb dumb any suggestions on ways i can respond the next time someone who lives in podunk usa chooses to comment on how expensive my house situation is sincerely a mortgageless bitch i think you gotta i uh, I guess what would my suggestion be? I, 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 I've fully agreed with your email. I guess I would say to you, if someone was like, that's more than my mortgage, I would say a lot less than your wife. <laughs> I don't know. That was stupid. Um, I would say, no, it's a lot, well, it's a lot less than a kids in a family. A lot less than diapers. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would say something back to because it's usually this comes from a certain type of person. This comes from a certain person who is, you know, they're a little jealous. So they got to get one on you. So they're a little jealous that you're out living in your, you know, your your West Coast, looking at the mountains, high rise, you know, life. You you are living a different life than them, and they are envious. Be not because they hate their own life, but just yours is different, and you've chosen a different way than them. 
That's more than my mortgage. Less than college tuition, though. Good luck with that. I don't know. There's any and and for I've said this already, but any defense of your situation just sounds like doth protest too much. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Jared, longtime listener, first time caller, love your show, all the feathers. Recently, I was helping my mom out by taking her dogs to their grooming appointments since she works during the day and I work from home, not her home. I took the dogs in, no problem, and I picked them up. On the way home, 30 minutes away, one of them poops in the back seat. I couldn't bring my windows down completely because it's 15 degrees out, so I definitely suffered the rest of the way back to her house. I get there and anxiously open the door to find poop seemingly sprayed all over my back seat. After cleaning the damn poop off of every seatbelt crevice and seat lining, I think I'm going to have to get it detailed. Is it shitty, pun intended, to want to bill her for the gross mess her dog made or should I suck it up and spend the $100 plus myself, sign the most hidden crevice of my car? I, I'm more mad at the groomer. Isn't part of the grooming experience to take them for a walk and get them, you know, have them take a, take a dump? Like, I'd be looking at the groomer going, hey, you didn't do the whole job. Part of the, this experience is like, you got a dog, you're cutting the hair, you're fluffing them up. Put them in the back, uh, let them take a shit. Make sure that they've, you know, bring them out and go pee-pee-poo-poo. That was my big thing when I would walk the dog. Pee-pee-poo-poo. Did you go? I'd be more mad at the groomer. That should be part of their, I'm sure they give them a snack. I'm sure they, I would think that's part of the job. Here's what you do. You go to your mom, you tell her what happened. She either offers to pay or she doesn't but you got to tell her the story oh you're not going to believe what happened rufus was in the back of the car he shit all over the place and i couldn't roll down the window 15 degrees out i couldn't even so i'm sitting in that shit box literally now i gotta get a detail if someone told that story to me about my dog and they ended it with now i gotta get a detailed i'd be like oh well how much is the detail i gotta i gotta help out this is my fault i'm sorry it's my dog it's my dog, so I should pay for the shit mess that they made. So that, that should be the first thing. So just tell the story. The story, it ends with, now nah, I got to get the car detailed. You're not asking, you're just telling. And they should respond by going, whoa, 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 detailed? Yeah, I mean, there's shit in every crevice. What am I going to do here? You got any ideas? Well, let me take a look. Then they come and look and they go, Ooh. you know, then you can see how cheap your mom is because what you she'll she'll do one of two things. One, I got it. Just tell me how much it is. I'm so sorry. Two, let me see. Let me see. Now she might try to clean it. She That's the cheaper option, the DIY. So if she gets in there, let me see. You're going to know that you're still going to detail it because you know, her, she can only do such a good job, but let her have to sweat it out a little bit. But I would do that. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We got one more to go. If you're listening right now, you've enjoyed the alone episode. This is what I do every Friday on Patreon. All you got to do, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. 
patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Every Friday, I put out a luxury lounge where I read every single complaint. So some weeks it's 20, some weeks it's 10. It's about a half hour episode gen generally. You know, if it's less, it, it can be 15 minutes. It's never less than 10. But people, I do read every complaint that gets on the Patreon luxury lounge. So if this was cathartic to you, Go join patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Um, let's do the last one. Luxury Lounge. Teeth whitening strip length. Jared, an esteemed guest, I'm writing to you as I lie in bed after doing my regular nighttime regimen. Although this act of self-care leaves me feeling overall satisfied, I can't help for, uh, but feel agitated every single time I apply my teeth whitening strips. For some annoying reason, they jip you on the length of the strip, especially for your bottom teeth. In other words, the length of the strip does not reach all the way back on either side. What are, they, what are you getting, an ombre? That's crazy. Your back teeth are just as, if not more, important to whiten as your front. Have you ever looked closely in the mirror at your teeth? I guarantee you the gross yellow plaque buildup on the back more than the front. That's where we chew our food. What's the point of whitening your teeth if it's unevenly distributed? Sometimes I'll literally cut the strips in half so I can just focus on my back teeth for that session. Thanks for the letting me vent. Sincerely, just trying to have some pearly whites. Yeah, I guess their thought is this you know this is a this is vanity you know it is interesting that this is a vanity project you you know and in their mind they're they're trying to get inside the head of a vain person which i am as well i am not saying you're more vain than me i want white teeth as well but they're saying vain people only care about the ones that show and the only ones that show are this front section so they go, let the, uh, you know, the, la the back section can be gray and yellow. And then the front will be pearly white. But I understand this idea of like, you want the evenness of it. There's a satisfaction level here. It feels weird. You don't want that one moment where your upper lip goes up a little bit more than it usually does. And you're revealed as this yellow teeth person. You want an even whitening experience, and I'm with you. It is more the OCD in us all, the the I have to have everything be even. It's like when you go to the gym and you lift weights and the idea of like, well, I got to lift it evenly on both sides. And it's like, you know, if you do an odd number, you know, you go, you do 15, you know, what's it called? You do 15... Um, um, like ski jumps. No, you want to do 16 because what? I don't want the right leg to get more of a workout than the left leg. But it's not like you're going to have walk around like Popeye with one big leg and one small leg. That's not the case. You're not a... And it, the idea of being even only really matters for bodybuilders. <laughs> like us... Us just regular Joes and Jims that go to the go to the you know the the that go to the 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 the, the, the equinox or the you know the Planet Fitness. We should we the idea of our arms being uneven, but it's just the idea of you want it satisfied, and these strip lengths is all living in that. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're in the luxury lounge. We're here every Thursday. Keep sending your emails keep sending your complaints next week i got two guests we're going to be back on youtube all that good stuff back next week boom